Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Today we get to meet top real estate agent Ali Vasquez with the Vasquez team of Karis Realty Group. It's so nice to meet you, Allie. How are you today? I am tense. Today is election day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I am happy to be here, happy to get a little distraction, and I'm ready to talk real estate. Yeah, absolutely. You got your hard seltzer I going. do. I do. I don't go anywhere without my hard seltzers, and especially today. Today, in these times, we need hard seltzer yeah, to get happy, us through. Happy Tuesday. Happy election day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, let's go. <laughs> so how did you get into real estate? What What was the story there? So I used to be a high school teacher. Can you imagine that? Oh my goodness. What did you teach? I taught Spanish and Chinese at Urbana High School in Frederick County. Interesting. So yes. for all of those uh, old students listening. Oh, they're listening for sure. <laughs> they're still messaging me. They're buying houses. They're out there. Um, but yes, uh, I taught for 10 years and I was buying my own house and um, my real estate agent heard me um, get on the phone and speak to my ex-husband in Spanish. And he was like, you speak Spanish? I need someone to join my team and I would like a Spanish speaking agent. And I said, yeah, I, okay, let me buy a house first and then we'll take care of the getting my license and all that stuff. And then I got my license, and the rest is history. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, how long did you say you've been in the real estate? That industry? was in two thousand in two thousand fourteen. I bought my house, and then two thousand fifteen of January of two thousand fifteen, I got my license. So this was my sixth year, and yeah, going really strong. What a weird sixth year. <laughs> I know. I know. In two thousand twenty, just it's weird. Just I know. yeah, throw it all in a weird bucket. Ready for twenty twenty one? Yes. Um. So, what neighborhoods do you find yourself frequently in? So I get made fun of in my brokerage for, they say, Allie has no discernible geographical boundaries. <laughs> to say neighborhoods would would like very much keep me to several streets. I would say what counties? Washington, Frederick, Montgomery, and a ton in Baltimore. A ton of business in really? Baltimore. Yes. I know Baltimore City, like probably no agent outside of Baltimore City knows Baltimore City. My friends from college, when they all moved um, you know, they moved, they either were originally from there or they decided to move to Baltimore and now they need me all the time there. So neighborhoods is, I can't be tamed to one neighborhood, you know, I got several counties, hoes in different area codes. That's what I do. I just, I'm everywhere. So yeah. So you must have a great car then with all those miles on it. Oh my gosh. My, my dad, every time he checks my mileage, he's like, how is this possible? I was like, sorry. Yeah. You had to get an oil change like every two weeks. Yes. I try to, I try to, you know, lump all of my activities to one thing. So Mm -hmm. I'll go to Baltimore and I'll do a showing, I'll check up on one of my listings, and then maybe a little brunch, and then I'll go home. Yeah. So, you know, you got to keep it all yeah. together. I all hope the mimosas events. are involved in that brunch. Uh, duh. Yes. <laughs> Treat yourself. Um, so what is the craziest thing you've seen in a home? I'm sure you have a great answer to that, because you're, I'm, I can tell. <laughs> I've seen lots of different things, and if you follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. you will see all of the things that I see in homes, but still the best one I ever saw was probably in my first six months of of doing real estate and I went to um I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hagerstown oh um, I'm from West Virginia so that's okay like girl you side. know and so if you know Hagerstown you know there's Jonathan Street is yes. where it all goes down mm-hmm. um not the good things either so no. we were on Jonathan Street and um we were at a foreclosure mm-hmm. and the man who I was showing the house to he was like you know I think I think someone died in this house and as we come around the corner just blood everywhere. They didn't even, I mean, there were just blood stains all over the carpet. I was, I mean, this was probably I mean, my first six months of real estate. I'd go re- meet some random man who called off of Zillow in a house that's covered in blood. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, he was a gentleman, a lovely man. Everything was wonderful. But I was like, I still to this day, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. That was pretty bad. You're pretty like, bad. did you murder your wife here? What happened? <laughs> no. We don't know. He told me the whole story of the man that lived there before. And I was just like, okay, can we please get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of here. So that, that was a seller then. So no, that was a buyer. Oh, so did yeah. he buy the house? He did not. Okay. He did not. <laughs> I, I can't imagine But why. he wasn't complete, like... It was more about the exterior. The interior, he was like, ah, whatever. And I was like, dude, better you than me because I couldn't do that. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Did you guys (laughs) ever figure out what happened? Uh, it was, I mean, you can go online and check it in the newspaper. You just died. I mean, you know, and um, RIP. Oh my God. That's insane. 
Um, so kind of on a better note, I yes, guess. Yes, go um, ahead. If I'm buying a home, what would you say would be the most important thing that I would need to know? So I'm glad you asked because, you know, I, I always like to treat all of my clients like my students, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, if I were to take care of you, like I were to take care of my students who I still call my children. I have my own children, but... I wish I had you as a Spanish teacher. It would be so much better. People always say I might actually know Spanish if I had you as a teacher. But I like I, if I were to you know advise people very very close to me, it's that we want to sit down and we want to map out how the whole process goes yeah. because there's nothing worse than getting started and doing something and then finding out oh no my interest rate's really this or this or that. When we go, I just want to take off running. So yeah. if you're not ready, then then you're that's fine. I'll call you in a year or two when you're ready. But for me, it's knowing every step of the way, mm-hmm. how things are going to go, and having a very clear timeline um, and know what goals are accomplishable. Yeah. Able to be accomplished. In, um, <laughs> I made that word up, but you know. Um, what goals are being, what goals we can accomplish in the time frame we have and in your budget and in your area. Flipping it over. <laughs> say I'm a seller. What would you say would be the most important thing I need to know? I have a really horrible seller right now, so I, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of what they've done wrong so that I can, you know. I'm sure there's a list and list and list, but... Yeah, okay, have... so um, as a seller, I would say the most important thing to do is to keep your expectations realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a very if A, then B person, but then, okay. you know, in real estate, we all know that C, D, and E can definitely happen yeah. just because, you know, just because it's not probable. And they can happen all at once. Oh, most times they do. <laughs> for some reason, the poor people that, you know, I'm just like, wow, you, you, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for you. But yeah. keep your expectations realistic. Realize what people can do within their, their constraints. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's, just, it's the same thing, even if like before you become a seller, when prepping your house for the market, you know, get those, get those things done. Like, you know, people always say, Oh, I'm going to declutter. I'm going to declutter. Especially now, like in quarantine, people have a lot of stuff in their house. Purge it. People are, people hoarding. have, people have people in their house that oh, they yeah. don't want there. And I'm like, get them out. Like the less people we have in there for showings, the less traffic, the better. Mm-hmm. And while I love animals, Get them out of your house. Get them out of your house because people, as buyers go in, and they don't even have to really smell animals, but they will see like a dog dish and they'll be like, oh, this house smells like animals. They see a litter box, they're completely, they're like, I can never buy a house with cats they in it. They start sneezing and you're exactly. like, you were not allergic yesterday. <laughs> exactly, yes. Or people, yeah, people just say, I smell the animals and I'm like, interesting, there's never been an animal in here. So yeah. just stuff like that, you know. Um, Go the extra mile. If you go the extra mile in the prep phase, uh-huh. then contract to close is going to be nice and an easy ride for you. So you would say, like, cleaning up the house is, like, probably the number one thing that you should be doing when you're bringing buyers in. Exactly. And and sticking to a time frame. So mm-hmm. all of us are guilty of procrastination. You know, you saying, okay, I'm going to get my house on the, on the market in a month. But when you sign that listing agreement, you're like... Can we push another two weeks? Can we push another two weeks? And we all know in this market and in COVID times, I can't guarantee what what is going to be happening with the market in a couple weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of put that on yourself when you don't do the prep work to get yeah, it ready. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so talk to me actually a little bit about what the current market is like. How would I know and would be the best time to put my home on the market? Um, if you're now is the best time to put your home on the market, and I'm sure everyone says that. And ha ha ha. But really, I can't. You know. It sucks for buyers. It yeah. sucks for buyers. And for sellers, it's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so with my buyers, well, okay, we're we talking about selling right now or? We can talk about either. Okay. I mean, if you want to go into the okay. selling side, if we're talking about, it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're selling, I, I would say put your house in the market as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Um, there are, this year, 2020, there are no seasons. So when you say I'm waiting until the spring, there is no spring. We're yeah. all in an endless winter for the past nine months. Yeah. Like Everything it, blended together. Exactly. And I don't think that people realize that. No, there just... are still so many people out there that need houses. So to say I'm not going to list my house over the holidays because I don't think it'll sell, please get out of here. Put yeah. your house on the market. Shut up. I need you to put it on the market so that I can bring my buyers because yeah. you can't find anything. Um, if you're a buyer, I, I filmed a video, it's on my Facebook page, about how are you interested or are you committed to buying? If you're interested, if you're thinking, oh yeah, maybe I will, but maybe I'll ask for a gajillion dollars in closing costs and maybe <laughs> I'll, you know, lowball them, then you're not committed. You're yeah. just interested. And I'm interested in lots of things. I like, you know, um, let me try and think of what I'm interested in. I'm committed to hard seltzer, right? <laughs> I'm interested in other things that I kind of just like play around with, but I... 
I take my commitment to hard seltzer very seriously. You're the number one spokeswoman. For, exactly. For high, noon. high noon. Hello. <laughs> We're gonna film a we'll film a commercial partway through, and I'll do my own for high noon. High noon sponsor. <laughs> sponsor by Ali Vasquez. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know people need to realize that when you're buying, you have to be committed in this market. And all of the, if you're if you're asking about what the market's like, uh-huh. all of the key indicators say that we're going to be in the same situation with low inventory for the next 15 months. Yeah. So buckle up. We're on a freaking ride. Yeah. If you're selling, just do it. Don't ask any questions. Do it as soon as you possibly can and you will be so happy. You will be so happy. Yeah. I sold my house during COVID and I was so happy. Yeah. Ridiculously happy. Well, I don't think a lot of people realize. And I sold it just to sell it. I didn't need to. You didn't, you just I was just like, to. oh, I know. Like I, I had gotten to a point where I'd done, I renovated the whole thing. I was like, anything I do here on out is just going to be for my own personal. And I'm not even sure. And I know how much money I can get for this house. I'm selling it right now. Yeah. I did it for fun. Was that your goal was to fix it up and then sell it? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, it was to fix it up, live in it, and then sell it. I got divorced. And so a lot of things kind of changed in my life. But then all of a sudden I saw the market conditions and I was like, no brainer. Put it on the market. Done. And and I think that's, you know, a really... It's something to tell my my clients, you know. I put my money where my mouth is. I was just like, oh my God, do you see this? Like, who cares about where I'm going after yeah. this? Like, I'll figure it out. Me and my kids will camp out somewhere, but let's do it. So. Yeah. It's so crazy, too, because you're running such a successful um, business right now, and you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing that you're working with. And mm-hmm. So you're like, if I can do it, you can do exactly. it. Exactly. If I can put my dog bowls away, you can put exactly. your dog bowls away. Exactly. If I can get rid of my gigantic spastic yellow lab for a month <laughs> then you can too <laughs> that's one way to look at it although mm-hmm. I don't know if I would survive without my dog for a month oh well if you had my dog you might you'd be like okay nice nice vacation <laughs> um so talk to me a little bit about how the market continuously affects the value of my home especially in this day and age so um you know obviously supply and demand those are all things that are um you know wax and wane mm-hmm. up and down but really if we're talking about values of values of homes I get a lot of people I mean 2008 I mean so I'm 36 years old oh my god yes. I would have never guessed that <laughs> I'm 36 years old I act like I'm 12 but I'm 36 and all of so I lived through you know uh-huh. I, I mean I came into the job market and for me unfortunately like most m- millennials I equate um, a recession with a complete housing market crash because yeah. that's all I know in my adult life is mm-hmm. that we had those two things that and I try every day to educate people that yes we're in a recession yes we might go through a couple more recessions but really 2008 was like the sum of all fears yeah and it doesn't have to mean that those two things go together so people mm-hmm. ask me all the time are we in a bubble are we in a bubble are we in a bubble and the answer to that is absolutely not Ask my last few appraisals. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we had an appraiser come and speak at our, you know, office meeting. And he was like, nah, man, we are keeping a tight cap on those things. So I think that, so yes, the appraisals are staying the same. And I think that if you look at, you know, na- national trends and over the past few years, the how, home, <clears throat> housing prices are appreciating at the same level that they have in healthy economies. Because mm-hmm. once again, the housing market and the economy are not necessarily tied and people forget that and trust me today's election day all of my anxieties are being like i don't i you know i could i'm like oh my god are we going should i should i leave when i when i leave here should i like you know duck down like is there gonna be a civil war like of course i'm going crazy (laughs) on all sorts of fronts i don't think you're the only one so (laughs) but we have to remember that the like you know there's your feelings and then there's your logic and the logic is that home prices are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing and we just, you know, and that's great. That's great yeah. for sellers. And that's great for buyers because they can buy into that knowing that next year they'll be in a different place with the value of their home. Yeah. Especially with interest rates being where they are. I mean, it would be ridiculous not to take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. Especially, you know, obviously with the low interest rates right now, like, you got to do it. Absolutely. Right now. <laughs> can I crack, speaking of you got to do it, can I crack open number two? Yes. Oh. Go for it. High oh. noon number two. Yes. But it's not noon. No. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, there we're we past go. one o'clock. You can. Oh yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. Go ahead. Um. So you know, I'm just curious. You know, you went from such a drastic change from being a teacher to being a realtor. What made you want to change that? 
Um, so um, when I bought my house, when I started looking for my house, I had a six-month-old. Okay. Um, I was married, and my spouse was not making very much money at all. And so I was, you know, thinking, okay, like I can, I can, he can go off to his job during the day. My mom can watch my son. I can work my teaching job, which if I, you know, teaching's kind of slow and steady wins the race. You'll make big money at the end, but it's in the middle where you're like, yeah, what is this all for? And yeah. so the idea of being able to control my income was really attractive to me. Like mm-hmm. I already as teachers, we work so, so hard. And so I said, wow do you mean that if I do the same thing and I overachieve that I could over earn or like up my earnings? And so, you know, it was very attractive to me. And so that's kind of why I slid into that. And so far, so good. But I, but what I do like working in this industry is that I felt um, a lot of times, well, first of all, obviously it capitalizes on the educational aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. I really try and make sure that my sellers and buyers know everything before we go into this. Yes. Um, But also, I just find that there are a lot of perks. You know, when I was a teacher, I remember saying, what is the weather outside today? I don't even know what's going on outside of my building. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't is it sunny? Is it raining? I don't know what's going on because I'm so focused in on the kids. I got a 24-minute lunch break. I mean, there's no, you're in lockdown when you're yeah. in there. And I really enjoy, you know, um, getting in my car, drive, even though I'm driving to Baltimore, I listen to my own music, I jam to my podcast, I do whatever I need to do, and then I can, you know, go out in the world, and I'm like, oh, it's sunny today, and really enjoy parts of the day that I didn't, that I wasn't able to before. I know people who, who have never had, like, an office job, or Uh being stuck in four walls don't understand that, but just being able to, like, you know, get some vitamin D during the day coming in through my car window. I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah, is wonderful. No. 100%. <laughs> I totally get that too because I actually went to school my first year for elementary education. Oh yeah. And then I observed some classes and then I was like, yeah, I definitely don't want to do this. I had one one kid throw up in my class and I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done. Oh yeah. Um, and then that same day I was on the playground and I watched this kid just like, I mean, pushed this kid over and he cracked his head open and it was just this whole thing and I was like yeah I mean I love kids Mm -hmm. but I think I'm gonna love my own Mm -hmm. a lot yep (laughs) yep I and I I actually I mean while I love my children my Mm -hmm. children are small I taught high school so I miss high schoolers and the dumb stuff they say and the funny things they do and so you know people are always like oh kids like wait until they're teenagers. And I'm like, I can't wait. Like, that's my niche, man. Like, I'm going to be the cool parent. But now they're like, why is this lady so sarcastic? Like, why is she so mean all the time? And I'm like, you'll appreciate it later. You'll appreciate it later. I think it definitely (laughs) takes a special person to teach high school too because I I look like a high schooler. I'm 25, but I look like a high schooler myself. So it's only been since 2013. So I guess I'm too close to that time. I could never be a high schooler. How about one of my high schoolers slid into my DMs last night and was like, hey, hey, pretty lady. And I'm like, what? You are still very (laughs) much a boy. In my brain, you are a boy. Stay out. Call me if you need to buy or sell a home. Goodbye. Oh my goodness. You you need to put yourself on private. Children are the worst. They're the worst, but they're also the best. At least you know they're still like keeping up with you, but still weird. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So obviously with real estate, there's a million different moving pieces. Um, What would you say is your favorite thing about the industry? My favorite thing about the industry is probably... I find, I I have found my niche is being able to be creative. Uh You know, when I was a teacher, I used to craft and do fun, weird things for my students. And now, like, I can creatively solve problems. And it's not just like, oh, I made you guys a macaroni necklace. Like, it is, (laughs) oh my gosh, I figured out a way for you to get a home that you otherwise would not have gotten. Yeah. Um, A few weeks ago, I sold a house to someone, and it was a, a family, and the woman would call me, I mean, she would call me 24 hours a day, and she'd be like... Allie, don't just think about me. Think about my children. And, you know, in a buyer's, in, in this market that's so difficult for buyers, I'd be like, please stop telling me that. I think about your kids all the time and I want to cry. <laughs> but she, I didn't realize until after settlement that she, two years ago, was homeless. Oh, and so goodness. to be able to have this family of five that was previously homeless and to be able to, by the way, our offer did not get accepted. We were the backup offer and then they accepted our offer after the first person backed out. And so... 
me trying to get this whole thing to come together and spending money out of my own pocket. And, you know, I was in there at seven o'clock in the morning cleaning a ceiling fan and my boyfriend was in there uh, with a, a shop back cleaning out somebody's, uh, what do you call it, fireplace. Like we really coming up with those problems, coming up with that problem solving skills and making that possible for somebody was just yeah the best. And the I've had a couple clients that have been homeless in their lives who all of a sudden are able to buy. And that's like, to me, like, how, how is that even possible? You know what I mean? If I was, yeah. I don't think I could ever come back from that. And people just, you know, being able to do it and me being able to help them, it's awesome. Yeah. And the dedication that you have for the job is obvious. And yeah. so it's just, you know, it just sounds like it was a great career choice for you. And that yeah. you're still, you're still cruising. So. Cruising, man. <laughs> oh, also, wait, we go back to when we're talking about, I, can I drink in school during the day? I mean, it's definitely frowned upon. But here, today, I'm here with you and I appreciate that and I'm able to drink. Oh, thank absolutely, you. <laughs> absolutely. And you know, uh, you can have brunch anytime. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. What's your favorite brunch spot? Do you have one? Let's see. Um, I really like the, you know, so you know Kava has like the little, the oh, little yeah. you know, but then Kava the restaurant. There's two, there's a couple of them. I didn't know there's that. There's one in Rockville. There's one near oh, my Baltimore. house. There's one in Baltimore. They have unlimited brunch, and then yes, I've I've definitely oh, sat on the patio a couple times this uh, summer, and you know, made a bit of a spectacle of myself. But um, I, I enjoyed every <laughs> moment of it, and um, I have another. I have reservations Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm like. Yeah. I just want to call in every once in a while and be like, you sure? You sure my reservations are You're still there? Sure? I'm so excited. Am I not on your board? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no, I'm like obsessed with Kava, so that's so Go to the Kava restaurant. Uh, that's a yeah. very useful information. Mm-hmm. Dangerous information. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't believe I've never figured that out before. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so let's talk about a really challenging time for you and how you overcame it. And this can be personally or professionally. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, are you guys familiar with Tom Ferry, the real estate coach. I am not. Okay, so he's like a, you know, there's a couple, like... I think I've heard his name before. Right, so I'm I'm a member of, like, I I definitely am a member of their coaching community, Mm -hmm. and I was invited um, very early on in my career to go and speak at one of his conferences. So I spoke about, um, it was on a panel called Rookie to Rockstar, I was one of four agents, the only woman, oh, thank you very much. And I got to speak in front of 10,000 people and tell them about how I was successful. Yeah. Which was really awesome. I mean, it was like a big high in my life and in my career. But then after I came home, I just realized how a lot of stuff in my personal life wasn't really adding up to, you know, I wasn't able to get to the next level in my business without changing some things in my personal life. Yeah. Um, I got divorced and that was, you know, obviously difficult. I have two young children. I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. At that time, they were four and two. It was, you know, it was hard. I had to kind of do an all-hands-on-deck with my family. I had to ask my mom and dad to help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to hire babysitters. I had to, you know, my kids went from being... 100% of the time with their dad. He was a stay-at-home dad to now we're living in separate places. Now they go to school. Now they go to daycare. So that was really difficult. Um, I would say it probably took about a year and a half for me to get through that that period. But my coping mechanism has always been put your blinders on and just work. So mm-hmm. while everything was falling apart kind of personally, professionally, I just, you know, I, I outperformed myself for all years in the past. And that helps, you know, when you're trying to figure out what am I going to do with my kids? Uh, you know, stay-at-home parents are free, but now I have to provide daycare. Okay, yeah. you got to work. So that definitely was challenging, and it was hard to reconcile where I was getting, like, a lot of, um, you know, public accolade. Yeah. But at the same time, inside, I was like, man, it's falling apart. But we've come out on the other side. Everybody's happier, healthier, and... That was definitely a big challenge for yeah. me. Yeah, well, congratulations for overcoming that. And I think it definitely says a lot about you and your work work ethic that yes. you're able to put that personal stuff aside and just really excel at your job. Yeah. So. Sometimes I feel like when things are going too well in my personal life, I'm like, can something go awry? Because I really need some motivation. You know what I mean? I like, yeah. sometimes I get a little lazy on the, on the professional side. So yeah. yeah, I'm always like, all right, all right. Yeah. You know, buckle down and and work really hard. Yeah. What is your biggest life achievement? Something that you're super proud of? Um, Yeah. So I would say my transition from teaching to real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, I would, I always tell, everybody asks me, oh, I want to get my license, Allie. How did you do it? And I'm like, that's dumb. Don't do it. Because I lived, you know, 
I lived through all that hard part, part, you know, I got my, so I, let's see, I bought my house in October. I got my license in January and I got my first listing in March. And then on the last day of school, I got an offer. Like I was sitting there putting on a movie because yes, Urbana, I put on movies on the last day of school. What are you going to do? Come <laughs> back and fire me? Was oh, it probably, Bill Nye the Science Probably Nye? Selena because oh. I didn't even care at the Spanish teacher. Did you know that there's coming on Netflix? Yes. So excited. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm so scared to watch. Yes. I love J-Lo, but I'm also ready for something Ready for else. something new. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I was putting on a movie and I got an offer and I said to myself, uh, in hindsight's 2020, are you stupid? But I said to myself, it's a sign. I have to quit. That was so stupid. Like I didn't have anything else going. I had no buyers. All I had was one stupid listing and I quit. And I, from then on had to support by myself, a family of four. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was a family of three. And then of course my dumb ass, like three minutes later got pregnant and I was like, Oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? So, <laughs> but once again, when there's, you know, when there's struggle going on in the personal, I was like, all right, we got to buckle down and do the professional. So for me to be able to go from being a teacher to, I mean, irresponsibly exiting that career and going to a commission only job and being able to, to completely support my family of four and then really, really thrive that to me, you know, the past six years has been my biggest achievement. Yeah, but look where you are now. You know, I you know. really gotta take that jump to get to- I know, and that's place. what I tell people. Like, you know, I, people say, oh, how long should I work my other job and, you know, my, my other job in real estate? And I'm like, it depends how successful you wanna be, you know? I just really feel like you can't get in there and really kick ass unless yeah. you completely do away. Is it stupid? Of course. Hopefully you have a spouse or a parent or somebody who can back you up if you need the money because it got tight every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Like there were not, there were moments where my parents would be like, you come over to our house twice a day, just, you know, like I would go to a showing and I would be like, you're hey, like, can I get some lunch? And they'd be like, right. and I'm like, you're right. I have no food in my house, but you know, yeah. everybody, you know, when you're in college, you go to your parents' house, you do a little, oh, little grocery shopping. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, finally they were like, okay, just ask us if you need food. And I'm yeah. like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll ask. That's never going to stop for me. My parents no. are like, you moved out two years ago. What are you doing here still? I'm like, why don't, why don't I still see you every weekend? Well, not but to I'm mention, like, parents have the best food. Come on. Oh like, they gosh. always get the best stuff. No, And my dad has been grilling out a lot. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I don't have a grill. So I'm like, of course I'm going to come and grill. eat your oh, Exactly. Neither. I don't know how. I'm like, I don't know. No, and I'm never going to learn because why would I when they yeah. do it for me? I'm like, I don't I don't even know how to turn on the propane. I don't know anything about charcoal. Mm -mm. I'm good. Nope. I'm like, daddy, you can just do it for me. <laughs> um, so tell me something that most people don't know about you. Do you have any hobbies or fun facts besides that you're a high Newton sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> Influencer. Um, I Okay, so the, the funny thing about me is that it, to know me is to know everything about me. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys said that you found me on Facebook. If you even follow my business page, you're going to know a whole lot more about me than you're going to know about any other realtor. I have no problem with putting my entire life on blast, um, making mm -hmm. fun of myself. Um, open book. Open book. Um, I mean, I like to say, I, this is just a fun fact maybe, but I like to say that part of my charm is sometimes I'll just leave the house and come back with a tattoo. Like, um, it, is, it, yeah, is it always <laughs> planned? No. Is it, I mean, I have some dumb ones. I have some really beautiful, meaningful ones and I don't even care. Like I really enjoy tattoos, getting tattooed, all of those things. Um, it's like your therapy. You're exactly. Like, uh, do you go to like the same artist or do you have um, like a I, In general, I go to the same artist. Now there was a bachelorette party. Um, where this began and <laughs> I am giving everybody the middle finger for the record right now. I have a tattoo on my middle finger <laughs> and I came back from that weekend and everybody was like, did you just get, and I said, yes, I did. I what did. is it? It's an evil. Well, it's my like interpretation of an evil eye. I then I had to go back when I was sober and get, you know, something to even it out. Just a nice little moon. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to know me is to know that I'm definitely crazy yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll just come, I'll just leave every once in a while and come back with a gigantic tattoo. I got a huge one at the beginning of quarantine. Then when they opened up the tat the tattoo places again, I got another big one and they're just getting bigger. I fear, I, I love fear that. for myself. Do I you fear have, for my like, body. Where is your artist? Do you have, you want to give me a shout out? Yes. Yours truly in Hagerstown. Um, my BFF, who's my teacher friend, she and her husband own that 
um, own that shop. Awesome. Um, yes, only one of my tattoos has not been done by him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I really, I really like tattoos. Yeah. So go check them out, everyone. I, please do. Please do. Um, and say that Ali referred you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I know you mentioned that you like to listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so what podcasts are you currently listening to? Are you reading any books? How do you gain your knowledge? Um, so I, <laughs> if we're talking about what do I, I really enjoy a good reality TV recap podcast. Oh. I watch the reality TV. I then watch the podcast that recap it. Are you like a bachelor person? or like- I'm not. Okay. See, I haven't quite gotten into that, but all, all things Bravo. I also enjoy 90 day fiance oh, okay. all, and all of the spinoffs that um, are related to that. Now, if we're talking about like actual educational, because I'm in the car so much, you would not believe how many books I read. I listen to, but I, I'm in, I'm part of three book clubs. Oh my goodness. I read fiction. I read self-help. Although I seem like trash, you know, drinking high noons. You are not. (laughs) Drinking high noons, talking about getting tatted up and all my reality TV. I also really enjoy self-help books. Um, Those have helped me to maintain, you know, there's, there's, everybody's multifaceted, right? I'm a mom. Um, I drink a lot. I enjoy real estate. (laughs) I'm professional, but I, you know, I'm able to keep all of those balanced by, you know, maintaining the inside too so um it I also was, depends on your day with the drinking it's not exactly like, it's not no. like you're just gonna like be driving to a morning appointment no crack a never <laughs> no but if I come there and you say hey I have then of course I have to partake with you that is part of the client friends realtor and, appreciation friends and and uh I guess agents don't let their clients drink alone no. friends don't let friends drink alone period. No. no matter who you are agents don't let clients drink alone that would be rude so um <laughs> yes I really you know I I like to think that I, I keep it all kind of in perspective. Um, and mm-hmm. I do uh, try to focus on my mindset a lot because, as I said, when I went through that period of time where I was trying to balance professional and personal and, you know, at any given time, per- personal was going down the tubes, um, I would just really enjoy that time where I was in the car and I could listen to self-help podcasts and kind of just get myself under control because, mm-hmm. you know, it it was a lot it, it and i didn't want it to affect my work you know i said now i'm really like a one woman show you know mm-hmm. i was i didn't even have a team then i was just like you know if 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 i go down the whole ship goes down my ex husband is still somewhat financially supporting i'm still somewhat financially supporting him i have two very small children like i got to make it happen for everybody so yeah. you know while i do enjoy my fun time i also do get serious and you know I, and as you can tell, I really enjoy like learning things about the market and, you know, because it's not beneficial, you know, I have clients all the time ask me, how's the market? And I, I hear people ask other realtors, how's the market? And they're like, it's good. And I'm like, good is not, it's just not, it's not sufficient. Like you yeah. have to explain to them what's really going on and, you know, how dynamic it is. And so... I really pride myself on having a lot of knowledge that I can share with people. Yeah, and whether they want to listen or not, you know. Sometimes (laughs) I'm like, I've been talking for too long, but I don't care. I'm gonna still keep talking. Yeah, and being transparent with them, it's not like you're gonna lie and be like, "Oh, this is a great time," when it's a terrible time to exactly something. You know, you're not gonna lie to them. Right. Like, what does it benefit me to overprice your house? Like for me, my goal is to get you to the closing table. Yeah. So if I overprice your house because you asked me to, and you said, "Well, so and so down the street will sell it," then go ahead, list it with them because. My job is to get you to the closing table. My job is to not completely break you down yeah. and make you feel like crap and, you know, make you lower your house $60,000 because I told you so. No. Like, I just want you to be able to get to the closing table as quickly and as efficiently as possible. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That sounds like a good goal to me. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in the next five years? And this can be professionally or personally. So in the next five years, I really hope to have um, a couple more agents on my team Um, I, so far I've hired, do you know what an ISA is in real estate? ISA? Inside sales agent? Yes. Yeah. So they, they make calls for you Mm -hmm. and they book you the appointments. And so I, um, have just hired two ISAs and so that's hopefully going to generate me some more listings. Mm -hmm. Um, coming to Washington County, Frederick County and Montgomery County. I'm going to be targeting those areas pretty hard. And, um, I really want to start picking up some investment properties. I currently, once I sold my house, Mm -hmm. I bought... An apartment building. Oh my goodness! In Hagerstown. Look at you. Yeah. Do you live in that apartment building, or are you? Don't tell the government. 
I do not live in that apartment building. Okay. Um, I am just somebody's landlord, but I own a four-unit apartment building oh, awesome. in Hagerstown, and that is my first... Uh, actually, I had an investment property before. It was a condo that I bought when I was 22 years old, and I bought it at the height of the market. Mm-hmm. Dumb me. And so then I rented that out until I could sell it, and then I sold my house, and I used some of that money to buy myself an apartment building. I'm gearing up to buy another investment property in the spring. So um, I kind of really want to work on my passive income because I have been hustling so hard for six years. I need to start turning into some things that I can just like be like, oh, thank goodness there's a check coming in. Because yeah. I forget that from, from being a teacher, it was just really nice having that paycheck every couple weeks. Yeah, so, now you're kind of like self-reliant on exactly, your income. So. Exactly. But so yes, I see myself having a lot more investment properties. I see myself doing a lot more investment um, ventures. Um, my partner and I have really started discussing um, buying lots, building spec homes, and selling them. That's mm-hmm. going to be a big money maker for us, um, whether we help other investors do that or we do it ourselves. Like, we pick the juiciest ones and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. We kind of distribute that, um, especially with the inventory crisis. I really feel like we have to create new homes. There's just not what people want. And yeah. so, and, and whatever people do want is being yeah. jacked up. And it's not attainable. So that's what I see for myself. Yeah. And then I'll have a kid who's... 11 years old. And oh my then, gosh, preteen. I know. The other one, oh, that's when they're the worst. 11, I'll have an 11 and a 9 year old. Um, I have two boys. Mm-hmm. And so, oh. yeah, I'll definitely have my hands full. Yeah, you will. Hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about your team. I know we haven't really gone into that, um, but just talk to me a little bit about that. So right now, um, I really like to, I like to model my team as like what I like to call the Navy SEAL team. Oh. Um, I used to have a couple employees and I, at some point was like, I don't feel like anybody's really doing a whole lot of anything. Yeah. And so I kind of stripped down to the bare minimum. Um, it is myself and another agent. Um, he's more into doing the uh, raw land spec homes or raw land and selling it to people who want to do construction to perm financing. Um, I am obviously in front of people doing the buying and selling and the resales of currently existing homes. Um, I have an assistant and she's awesome. She does everything for me. And then I just hired those two ISAs. So I'm very cautious about bringing people on. Um, you need a tight knit team. Tight knit team. I don't need, right. Like I, I sat down and I was interviewing an agent and she said something, you know, we were talking and she was, I, I feel, I feel bad. I was very not nice, but you know, it, it had to be done. She said to me at the end, she was like, okay, well let me ask my husband if I can do this. And I said, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't need that type of chick on my team. Like that's not how I roll. I don't ask anybody for permission to do anything. And so if that's something that you have to ask, like there's a difference between saying like, oh, let me talk it over. Let me see what my options are. But you had to go home and ask, then this is probably not the move for you. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely want people that are about, you know, that, that I can, I don't have to be your best friend, but if you have to go home and check with your husband, if you can be on my real estate team, then you can kick rocks because that's just not how we yeah. roll over here. You like need to be we, self-sufficient. We make decisions. Yeah. Decision makers. What are yep. you going to do when, when something happens and you're like, I have to go home and talk to my husband before I can do it? Get like, out yeah. of here. Get yeah. Here. You have to be self-reliant, self-sufficient, exactly. or you're not going to be going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. I do would like to hire. So one of my ISAs, um, she's a Spanish speaker. I need to hire more Spanish speaking agents because I just have a lot of Spanish speaking clients and, mm-hmm. um, it's almost too much for me to handle. Yeah. So, um, I would like to hire someone who's a Spanish speaker, um, as my next, you know, new hire coming up. But, yeah. um, I'm being very selective about that because, you know, as you should be. Yes. Because there's just a lot of people out there who, I've interviewed a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, um, a lot of agents use like the Zillow, you know, Mm -hmm. they use Zillow, they pay for the leads. And when new agents come on, they're like, you mean you're not just going to hand me leads? And I'm like, no, I really want you to build your own business. I want you to build something that you're proud of. And you'd be surprised. I'd say about 80% of people are like, okay, bye. I'm never talking to you again because they just want someone to spoon feed them you know, leads. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. I was on that business model for a little bit myself. But I would rather you have something that you're proud of because when you invest yourself in it, it it has a better chance of succeeding and Mm -hmm. you are more emotionally tied to it as opposed to then you just 
jump to another team does Zillow leads too. Yeah, so. and absolutely, and that's an important tool that they can take with them. It's not just for your team; it's a resume builder as a whole. So, right. you know. And have you heard about what Zillow's doing now with all these agents? I have heard a little bit about it, but I'm not very like well Please. well informed. They just basically, I mean, you know. I know it's just like a whole lead generation. Like they cut. They're trying to cut agents out totally. They're yeah. trying to completely cut agents out, and so. Um, you know, I, I'm not throwing my money behind somebody that's going to cut me out. You know, yeah. I, I work hard for my leads and people want to work with me and I'm going to give them the, you know, yeah. the best experience they can. Because what are these agents going to do if they do get completely cut out? Like, what are you, what are you going to do for lead generation? Exactly. Yeah. You'll be so reliant on that. You won't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Yep. I think that's I'm used to fighting for my for my deals, so I'll be fine. Thank you. Um, and so do you prefer working with buyers or sellers and why? So my first three or four years, I was like, ew, I don't like sellers. I don't know why I said that. I really have now, um, if you look at my numbers for the past couple years, I am almost 50-50 buyers and sellers. I really do enjoy working with sellers. Um, Would you say they're pickier? Is that why you're... No. You know, I think buyers are actually pickier really? than sellers. Um, especially in this market, I would work with a seller all day long as opposed to a buyer. But, you know, um, once again, I have a very strict... Um, set of criteria that I will work with buyers. And I'm like, listen, if you're interested, then you can casually peruse listings and tell me when you're ready to actually make that jump. But otherwise, I have a very small pool of buyers right now that I'm working with who are committed. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I, I think I used to, I think that being a listing agent um, used to intimidate me okay. in my first couple years. I, I don't know why I was felt like, oh no, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, I love working with sellers now because I started, so I started a new kind of, um, concept at my, uh, in my team where if you need to do upgrades on your home, you can pay at settlement. So I have contractors who agree to get paid at settlement. So if you want to put, you know, we had somebody in um, a townhouse in Clarksburg and everybody had granite and they didn't. And so I was like, listen, we'll just put granite and we'll get your house sold because people will see it and it'll, mm -hmm. you know, make the, it'll make the kitchen look, you know, exciting. And so, you know, we got their their household in record time and they didn't have to pay until settlement, took it out of their proceeds and, you know, keep it moving. I think it's also beneficial for older people. You guys know, older people see their house. And even though it's a time capsule, you know, the pink bathroom, the blue bathroom, the avocado colored appliances, they still think that they're going to get top dollar. Yeah. And sometimes I have to bring them back to earth and be like, listen, do you not see that like people have upgraded their home over the years? And so, mm -hmm. you know... I think that it's very beneficial. I also have clients who are disabled and, you know, can't do the stuff themselves and, and don't even know where to begin to get those resources. And so I really think that um, if you look at my program, www.upvalueconnection.com, you will see that you can do all those upgrades and get more money mm -hmm. and nothing out of pocket. So what would you say to, the, to, you know, those sellers who are really, you know, stuck in their ways? They're like, what are you talking about? My bathroom's great. So how do you talk them in without, like, obviously being rude? How would you say, you know, no, this really needs to be upgraded if they are absolutely in love with it? I just say you, you show them the comps, you know? Mm -hmm. You show them that this is what people are paying for. People want more modern. And they say, well, why, you know, why would I spend money? Why don't we let them do it on their own? You know, they can pick their finishes and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But you're going to have to price it accordingly because, you know, just think of all the, all the other day I saw some house. It was huge. It was probably like 3,000 square feet. It's a rancher. So it's just, you know, a lot, a sprawling home and it hasn't sold because, and they said, you know, oh, all you have to do is cosmetic work. And it's like, do you understand how much 3,000 square feet of cosmetic work, work like actually is? You know what I mean? That's a lot of money for somebody yeah. who's a buyer who you know, maybe put all of their money into the down payment or, you know, tapped into some family money for closing costs or whatever like that. And then for them to say, oh yeah, and I'll finish every room little by little. No, yeah. no nobody does that. Mm -hmm. I am an older millennial. I know kind of where the, the bulk of the market is buying right now. And people my age, even though I did it, I completely renovated a home. I had a house that was a complete turd and I turned it into a beautiful, beautiful diamond. Um, <laughs> nobody else does that. Nobody does that. I did it because I was in real estate. Other people don't do that. So you yeah. have to be very realistic with, it's not just, you know, when you're a seller, 
you have to think of who is going to buy your home. Absolutely. And that's how you that's how you do yeah. it. And I think a lot of people don't realize now carpet is not really in style anymore. <laughs> people want hardware floors. I mean, if you yeah. have really nice carpet, that's a different story. But I know um, when my parents were selling their home, it was like, okay, well, we need to rip up all the floor now. Right. Or my um, dad was telling me the other day, he was like, laminate's so crappy. Laminate's disgusting. And my dad was thinking of laminate like when laminate first came out. Oh, like so, the 60s floor. Right. And, and I'm like, like that. you know, and I'm like, dad, I have a, a yellow lab. He's going to scratch up all these floors if I go to hardwood and so oh, yeah. you know they have the new life proof floors that yeah. are the laminate vinyl plank that are awesome they and look I'm, like hardwood floors exactly so, yeah. and my dad was like oh that might have been a good decision I'm like you think yeah. I mean come on hardwood <laughs> like, floor is so expensive especially real yeah. wood but people don't realize that there are these great alternatives especially if you have dogs right so yeah, yeah. Oh, another thing I was thinking of. Sorry. No, you're you're good. Take it on my own. <laughs> um, when we were talking about, um, you know, you have to know who your audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've you've probably seen. I do a lot of video marketing. Yes. Um, the video, my property videos. Um, I try to make them very, very dynamic and catch a lot of attention. Um, and you do a great job at that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I had one recently in Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, in Federal Hill. So. You're, you said you're 25 years old, right? Yeah. Oh, I know Federal Hill. Federal Hill <laughs> is where it's at, right? Party. Yes. And when I walk up and down the streets in Federal Hill, the people who are living there are between your age and my age. Like, yep. it's that's, you know, you want to live close enough to the party, but also, like, not have people puking on your front step, right? Oh, God, yes. And so I had this, I have this gorgeous little row home that I would, I mean, gosh, if I had been looking in Baltimore when I was in my you know 20s I would have completely uh-huh. scooped this up and so I did a WAP parody so oh, my listing my video for the home was um, you know there's some charm in this house and then like you know um, get a bucket and a mop for the hardwood floors on every level and I <laughs> boosted that on Facebook oh my gosh I had probably over 10,000 views people were sharing it saying people were like what in the world oh my gosh, this is awesome. She's going to sell this house quick. Who is this lady? Where did she come from? I mean, it was all across the board, but I knew what who was going to buy that house. Somebody who was like, either an older millennial like me who would like, oh, what? oh my gosh, I get that. Or, or like, people you know, like my mom who are like, what does that even mean? <laughs> they don't, exactly. They're, it's not for them. Yeah, and no, then for... I found the buyer and who bought it? The exact target audience. So, you know, just, and my sellers were like, oh, they're, they're my age. They were like, oh my God, serious like you really like got right up to the line and (laughs) and it sold it but it's serious like you have to figure it's not once you decide to put your house on the market it's not about you anymore it's not your house it's not your house you have to figure out who's buying it and who your target market is and then market it accordingly you gotta figure out how to market it too because I mean obviously that's like a huge part of real estate is being able to market yourself being able to mark these market these homes Mm -hmm. and what a creative way do you have a TikTok? Okay, I because you need one love you TikTok. <laughs> I am currently planning on filming my first TikTok, like maybe next week. I'm nervous. Uh-huh. I'm nervous, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you yeah, should. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen um, some real estate. I follow. A lot I know of agents, and like I'm like, come on, it's I know. so awesome. You can be doing dances in these houses. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think my first one is gonna be instead of all I want for Christmas is you. I'm gonna do a all I want for Christmas is a Google review because my clients oh my never God. freaking. I mean, I'm like, this is so quick so easy all you have to do is just click like a couple stars you don't even have to put it in comments yeah but they're like oh yeah i'll get to it i'll get to it and then they never do it so this year i'm launching a big campaign you're so witty don't give me a christmas party (laughs) just all i want for christmas is a google review that's so funny you have to get mariah carey singing in then at the end you're like oh yeah google reveal oh yeah oh yeah yeah you know i'm gonna make a tiktok audio yes of course of course i need an evite or whatever (laughs) yes (laughs) um so let's say i'm your next prospective client why should i call you Besides the obvious reasons of because you're a great marketer. <laughs> so my, I always tell people, and this is also what I tell myself when I don't get the listing or, you know, my buyer decides to switch, is that when you pick a realtor, people seem to think that, oh, I, you know, I want it to be about business. And of course it is 100% about business. But you're pretty much, you and your realtor are going to have kind of a dating relationship for the next couple months, weeks, years. It'll be rocky. It'll be great. And, and, and you're going to be texting them. Like, you're going to be texting them in the middle of the night. Well, hey, I'm thinking about you. Oh, my God. Uh, that has happened to her. I'm like, um, please, only on the group chat with your wife, you weirdo. But, yeah, no, you're like, you are going to be dating that person. And so, you know, people... I. 
people come to me all the time and they're like, oh, I hated my realtor. And I'm like, that's not, that's not something that anybody should ever feel. Like, you know, if you think that I'm the one for you, then, then I am. If I'm not, then it's okay. There's plenty of fish in the sea. You know, we can Tinder, swipe right, swipe left on, on realtors we like all day long. We need a Tinder. Oh, oh my, my God. gosh. Yeah, oh. man. Ooh. New invention. <laughs> <laughs> Start. I need a, an app developer right now. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that it's very important that you like, not only respect the person professionally, you know, yep. there's obviously the negotiating skills, the WAP house. I like to just keep calling it the WAP house. I, <laughs> my so, sellers are like, Allie, stop calling it the WAP house. I'm like, I can't. All you I can are think the of house. right now are the people listening to this who don't know what WAP is. Wine and pizza. Oh my God. It's, it's not. like, just Google it. Urban <laughs> exactly. Dictionary exactly. is your best friend. But the, but the WAP house, they said to me, you know, they bought with a, um, I'm not allowed to say, they bought with one of the discount brokerages, right? Okay. And so I said, why didn't you list with them? Because really, when you list with a discount brokerage, that's where the, and they said, we needed someone that was going to be aggressive. We wanted somebody who was going to be really working it. And, you know, we just knew that that wasn't what was going to happen. So yeah. you're going to be dating that person. You're going to be really enmeshed in their lives. And so if you don't like them, if you don't have any respect for them and you don't, you know, necessarily um, agree with what they do professionally, then they're not the person for you. And it's okay. Yeah. You can have that conversation and terminate the relationship and then come over to me. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that because, you know, it is really important that if I have a question for you at 11... PM. I don't want you to get or I don't want you to get mad texting. No, like I just I just want the answer. You no. know? <laughs> now people know I go to bed at around nine thirty, but yeah. I will also message you back at around four. So yeah. that's what you get. She gets to the bathroom in the middle of the night. She'll be texting uh, you yep, back. Yep. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, so tell everybody how they can reach you: phone number, email, social media, things like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's going down in the DMs for many reasons, but um, I am very unless you're a high school student. <laughs> exactly. Get the hell away from me. Um, Freddie, I'm looking at you. Um, so I would say, you know, obviously I'm on Instagram. It's at Allie.Vasquez.team. Um, on Facebook, you can find me, Allie Vasquez and the Vasquez team of Karis Realty Group. Uh, same for YouTube, 240-529-5021. Really any way you can think possible. I'm out there and I'm loving every minute of it. And I'm drinking my honey and I'm almost done my second one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allie, for joining us today. We had a great time, you know, learning your story and listening to all your great advice. <laughs> You're welcome. And watch my WAP video. Oh my God, it's so funny. Yeah. And this podcast was sponsored by High Noon. <laughs> hey, need a break? High Noon's there for you. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.